The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TraderCobb Crypto Show. Today, I've actually got somebody who I've met a long time ago and had some dealings with in the past, uh, the company that he represents as the chief market strategist for CMC Markets in the APAC region. We've actually got Michael McCarthy here. Now, some of you might have actually seen him on uh, on various different channels because his face is on TV quite frequently. So thank you so much, Michael, for being here. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Craig, and hi, everyone. Excellent. So, look, I want to get stuck straight into your involvement. The company, CMC Markets, obviously a global trading company. I've traded with you guys for years and years and years, and uh, you've just sort of started to dip your toes into the crypto asset space uh, fairly recently. Can you sort of elaborate as to why you've got into that space and um, and what the plans are going forward, I suppose? Well, Craig, we offer a trading platform, as you um, mentioned, internationally. At any one time, there's between 9,000 and 11,000 trading instruments available to our trading clients. Uh, and naturally, uh, particularly 2017 and the, the huge activity and the rises that we saw in the cryptocurrency space meant that a lot of our customers were asking us, for a contract they could trade on the platform. Um, we uh, are agnostic about the future of cryptocurrencies and where they might end up. It's very clear, I think, to almost everybody involved that uh, distributed ledger technology is very important for the future. Whether or not uh, Bitcoin will take over the world remains an open question, but um, we, we don't, we're not taking a view on that. We're simply responding to our trading clients' demand for uh, the access to these markets. Well, you and me both on that one. The uh, the technology backing or the blockchain technology that is uh, sort of evolved in this space based off uh, Bitcoin's uh, growth and, and basically Bitcoin's invention, uh, it's not going anywhere. We're aware of that, but will Bitcoin take over the world? Well, I don't know. As a trader, all I'm after is volatility and I'm after places where I can trade that. Now, one of the things that I find extraordinarily frustrating, Michael, uh, and a lot of the listeners will agree with me here because I know I listen to what they say, is um, how frustrating the current platforms are that are outside of traditional platforms. So we're talking about the Bitfinex of this world. I'm sure you've heard of them, the BitMEX of this world. Now, as much as they offer leverage and they do have a lot of products that we can trade, especially Bitfinex, the um, the order systems are lacking. Now, this is where someone like CMC Markets really does have an edge over the market. Um it's, it's something really, really important, as, as every trader will know, to be able to manage their risk. So with what you guys have got currently, you're trading Bitcoin and you're trading Ethereum. That's right. Why only those two? It's about liquidity. Um, we uh, are not in a position, I would argue, to you know offer seventeen hundred different cryptocurrencies. We've gone to the two most popular. Uh, we know that in the past that Bitcoin has been the most popular. Certainly, judging by what we see over our trading platform, Ethereum appears to be taking over that mantle. It, uh, we certainly do more trades in Ethereum than we do in Bitcoin, uh, and on any given day probably do double the number of trades. So it's a significant difference. So we, we've got a foot in the past and, and the most demonstrated and, and spectacular uh, cryptocurrency in Bitcoin, and we're looking to the future too uh, in, in offering Ethereum. Uh, I'm no expert in the underlying technology, but my understanding is that uh, Bitcoin, while it had a lot of first mover advantage, also suffered from being 
um, very early on in the technology and the, the development since then mean that the Ethereum platform and, and the coin it offers uh, might be techno- technologically superior. As I as I mentioned earlier, I don't have an expert view on that and I'm not expressing an opinion. We're going where the traders want us to go. That's all you need to do, mate. That is all you need to do. Now, as a trader, I want you to go further than the way you are and I want you to list the top 10. Is there anything in sight for that? Uh, well, there are uh, difficulties for us in that. Um, one of the things that makes our presence in this market easier is the fact that there are underlying futures contracts. That's an important part uh, of the underlying liquidity for us. It also solves a lot of the issues that I think uh, the rest of the market perhaps hasn't focused on in the past, but may need to at some stage in the future. And uh, I know with the hacks that have gone through and things like that, people might have started to think about um, what um, old school traders call counterparty risk. Uh, For us, that's an important part of our business. If we get hurt, um, it it slows our ability to offer um, ongoing liquidity to our clients. And so we need to make sure we're dealing uh, with counterparties who are open, transparent, and preferably very uh, financially solvent. Uh, With a futures exchange offering uh, contracts, that ticks all of those boxes for us. So if we do see f- further futures listings, it's very likely CMC uh, will also offer those listings. Speaking of liquidity, um, where are you seeing, and this would be very fascinating, certainly to me, and I, I know the listeners, where are you seeing at the moment uh, the biggest volumes coming from? Obviously, I'm not sure if you can speak for the, the global CMC uh, company it's in itself, but for, certainly for the Asia-Pacific region, I'm sure you'll know, but where are you seeing the bigger volumes coming out of? What countries or what cities, if, if, if you can be that specific? Oh, that's pretty sensitive information, Craig. I'm sorry. Uh, I, can't, I can't really say much about um, you know, who's doing what. The, you know, we have client confidentiality agreements. That's part of being a, you know, a recognised financial services provider. We are more restrained uh, in what we can discuss disclose um, that protects our clients. I'm more asking about regions. So like, are you, are you able to disclose whether or not we're seeing bigger volumes in, say, the Asia Pacific, or sorry, in the Asian countries as opposed to the Australian countries? Obviously not asking for anything too specific, just wanting to know if there's volume larger in any areas. As Chief Market Strategist, Craig, my focus is the markets themselves rather than the business. Um, I could certainly drill into those things for you, but uh, I don't have that information in hand and it's not something that, that we look at. I understand. My job is to ask the questions. Yours is to make sure that you keep your head above water. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So uh, speaking of the markets, I mean, what's your take on Bitcoin and and Ethereum? I mean, if you, I know that you get up and you talk about the technicals. I know you, you know, you look at that a lot. What's your take this year and and, and where have you seen uh, the flows been so far across, you know, I suppose the volumes that you've been seeing, obviously you can't get too specific. We know that, but what have you been seeing? Has it been a lot more People trying to go long, or a lot more people going short, and, and what's your what's your sort of focus been this year across the market? My take on it is we're moving into the next phase of uh, cryptocurrency trading. Uh, clearly, it was the, the early movers, and particularly those with the tech backgrounds, who started this market and had the early faith. Um, and and a lot of those who joined at that time, I guess we'd classify as hodlers. Um, I now see more and more. Uh, traders coming from other markets to examine the market. And clearly, the volatility that we've seen is one of the big attractions that's bringing them across. Uh, so, I- in that respect, I approach the market as a trader rather than um, you know as a cryptocurrency specialist. And despite the fact that there are many new and exciting aspects to the cryptocurrency markets, they're still a market. And it depends on your view of what makes up a market. But in my view, markets are organic. A price is simply an expression of opinion. And because it's uh, 
an opinion with money behind it. It's a very sincere opinion, but that's what bids and offers essentially are. And the aggregate bid and offer is expression of crowd behaviour. It's where the balance is struck between the buyers and the sellers. So to my point of view, all markets are organic in nature because of that price generation process. And that means they're subject to all the strengths and weaknesses we as human beings hold individually and as a crowd. And for that reason, I can bring techniques that I've learned in other markets to the crypto markets. Now, it was pretty clear uh, as things were getting frothy in the last quarter of last year uh, that there was a lot of excitement around the aspect. But when we saw Bitcoin break through the 16,000 US dollar mark, things were looking pretty sketchy. And I said at the time, there's no doubt it's um, it's heading towards bubble phase. There are a number of characteristics of bubbles that we can identify in the crypto markets that we'd seen in other markets. And in particular, the exponential nature of the price moves, the almost vertical price gains that we we're seeing told us that the market was heading into bubble mode. Now, one of the aspects of bubbles that makes them so difficult for traders is there's almost no predicting them. We know that burst. We don't know when and we don't know how high they'll go before they do. And a lot of traders use bubbles to inform their trading in other markets because when a bubble bursts, the market by nature becomes even more unstable and that can make it very difficult to stay in positions. One of the things I can tell you we've observed is Although we offer um, higher levels of leverage, a lot of uh, our customers who've moved into the crypto trading are not utilising that full level of leverage. In other words, they're bridging, I would suggest, the uh, genuine uh, new school, uh, newest investors, those who really started this market, and they're heading it more towards a trading product. But at this stage, given the potential for that volatility to return, they're being more cautious around the crypto markets than they are in the markets that they know better. Well, you sort of hit the nail on the head and a few things that I cover as well there, Michael. I mean, I've, I've been trading, as you know, uh, for, for a long time in traditional markets. I've sort of moved full-time into cryptocurrency uh, only in the last, well, it was July last year, and I started, you know, started looking at it in July last year, and I only started trading at uh, end of August of last year. So um, very much so. Yeah, it was good. It's done. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with how everything's gone. Um, but we continue to see massive volatility in this space. And I mean, what I'm seeing and what I'm sort of a voice for, a lot of people listening to this show, it's, it's a bit of a conduit uh, from you know traditional investors who are looking for a credible source of information, looking for somebody who's sort of come from a, a background that they can understand, somebody who's been in traditional markets and helping them to understand in our language how this space is actually working. This is people that are not so interested in the underlying technology because I'll be honest with you, I'm not really an interest, that interested in that either. Uh, the very fact that it's there and it's working, great, but I'm no tech expert. I'm a trader. That's what I do. It's all I know. Uh, so bringing people into this space uh, from traditional markets into crypto is a big thing. Now, I, I do see a lot of people um, you know, sitting on the sidelines because it, it is more difficult uh, to manage your risk on some of these platforms that are in crypto. So with CMC markets, correct me if I'm wrong, we deposit fiat currency, let's say the Australian dollar, into a CMC markets account. We then trade a CFD or a contract for difference based on the underlying Bitcoin price for which CMC provides a price for that, a bid and an offer. Um, and then when we close the trade, we then go back into Australian dollars. Am I right in suggesting that, Michael? 
That's absolutely right, Craig. You, you're still at this stage. We are not offering um, crypto accounts per se, so you can't trade uh, Ethereum in bitcoins, for example. You can only trade it uh, against the US dollar. So there will be a two-step conversion at the end there to realise your profit. But that's in essence it. When you trade uh, cryptocurrencies on a CFD platform, you don't actually own the underlying currency. What you are establishing is a contract with us, uh, and we will pay the difference between. Uh, your buy and sell prices, assuming that you've bought lower than you've sold. Uh, if it's the other way around, you'll pay us or it'll be debited from your account. But yes, that, that is the essential nature of contracts for differences. And that makes it a much simpler and cleaner offering for a lot of our traders. Oh, completely. And look, one of the things I would suggest to all the listeners out there right now, if you're a, if you're a hodler, if, if you're an investor, or even if you're a trader in this space as well, um, learning to trade is not just about being able to day trade or swing trade. It's about understanding how to hedge your portfolio as well. Uh, having a, a service like CMC Markets where you can go in and effectively, I mean, you can hedge your portfolios as close as you possibly can because it's very difficult in this market because essentially it's pretty wild. But if you were to hedge yourself against Bitcoin, obviously, the rest of the market tends to follow Bitcoin very closely. You can you can dollar hedge yourself so that actually works really really well. So another benefit there of working with one of these traditional platforms. It's um it's a space that continues to grow. It's a space that we we continue to see a lot of um, volatility and and that's the that's the whole draw uh, for traders. There have you seen this year? Um, I mean, obviously at the start of the year, there was there was a lot of excitement. And it's still in the market, even though it dipped quite a bit from its highs. It was still holding and retaining a fair value above one. Oh, sorry, above ten thousand dollars. Are you seeing that? Um, I mean, I I can tell you right now that with my business, we see people disappear or, or slow down, quieten down when the market's aren't going up. Now, I know that you're working with traditional traders and and people that are sort of more familiar with normal market conditions. I would suggest that it doesn't worry these traditional traders as much as it would do others in the space. Is that a fair, you know, a fair account of things? Oh, absolutely. Um, they're much less concerned. They know that using risk management techniques, for example, uh, examining the size of your position against your overall available capital is, is one methodology, and employing uh, specialised orders like stop-loss orders and take-profit orders that will act even if you're away from the market means that they're comfortable with the, the risk profile they're taking. At the same time, uh, I've been uh, watching uh, the charts naturally. I've been watching Ethereum respect that uh, support level it's just above 250 US dollars. And uh, I was watching that and thinking, well, what's what's the first resistance level? And I went to draw in a resistance line. I realized it was at 500. In other words, if Ethereum respects this support, as, as many instruments do, and bounces off it, the target is double where we're currently sitting. And for a trader who's used to thinking in terms of gains of 1%, 5 10%, the, the potential straightforward setup using support and resistance that offers to double in price is, is one of the reasons why so many traders are uh, moving more and more capital towards the crypto markets. And I can only see it getting better and better as the space evolves on the side with the, the sort of relative consolidation that we've seen uh, throughout the last couple of months, really. I think it's only good for the space. Now, with CMC, Mark, I just want to get a couple of things. I, I know that you are running variable spreads. I, I called up CMC amongst others yesterday. You're looking at a spread of around about $60 on Bitcoin and around $6 on Ethereum against the dollar. And you're running leverage of four to one. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, good. So just just wanted to make sure everybody was very clear um, on the products available, the spreads, and uh, the spread for those of you who are still very new to trading is the difference between the bid and the ask. Simplify that even further, difference between where you can buy and where you can sell. So, Michael, you're going to be at an event I'm at next week in Sydney. I think it's, I believe it's called the ICO Summit. Uh, I look forward to uh, sitting there, or sorry, hanging out with you and uh, introducing you as I'm hosting that event. Is there anything else that you want to say to uh, the audience while I've got you and also let them know how they can find out more about yourself, uh, more educational tools on CMC markets and how to get an account? Certainly. I mean, uh, should say what we're talking about here is trading and trading employing leverage and everybody needs to make up their own mind about whether or not that's suitable for their circumstances. But you can find more information on our website site at cmcmarkets.com.au. We also have a product disclosure statement uh, and other information on our website that discloses the risks involved. And it's important anyone moving into the market for the first time understands those risks. Uh, and for those who are, have been established in cryptocurrency trading for a long time, but are now thinking about employing more leverage in their trading, it's also important to understand the risks of that leverage. But as I say, plenty more information on our website. That's a good primary source uh, on our platform. We also publish around this. So we provide, for example, a chart forum uh, where traders can share their the charts they're looking at, the views they have, and I participate in those discussions as well. Uh, and as you mentioned, I'll be speaking at the crypto conference uh, next week. I'm giving the keynote uh, speech on the second day of the conference on the Friday, and I'll be uh, saying more about a trader's approach to the crypto markets. Excellent. Well, I look forward to it. One further question. Are you looking for somebody to help with the content in the crypto market space? Because I know a guy. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much for your time. Guys, jump across the CMC markets. Check it all out. If it suits you, go for it. Read the PDS. Obviously, you make your own decisions. Back yourself. Do what you want to do. This is not financial advice. Never is, never will be. Have a great day, and thanks once again, Michael, for being on the show. Thank you, Craig. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.